You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Do you see a battery in here? Yeah. Where? Isn't isn't the the middle like the center thing the battery? You mean this? Higher. Where? This? Yeah. Maybe I don't know. I'm like taking some stuff apart and trying to fix it. You know. <laughs> it's very uh, not our culture. Yeah. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. A home baseline version of the Touchline Media Group, because we're actually talking about what we originally talked about and the things that we're actually most knowledgeable about, which is Big Ten football. I am your host, Asa, aka The Twig. Uh, We are without my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, because he is off uh, hunting elk in the Canadian Rockies. Um, so, uh, true statement or what is he doing actually? I have no idea. I, I, I know he was at a Sum 41 concert relatively recently. Uh, beyond that, I have no idea. What's the funniest thing that we can make up that he's doing besides hunting elk? <laughs> See, I think hunting elk is very funny because like, he's like five foot six and elk are very large and I can't imagine that going well for him. Yeah, he'd like try to shoot it with a crossbow and then he'd miss and then the elk would charge him. <laughs> right, yeah, right, exactly. Uh, the voice you're hearing is, uh, of course, uh, our good friend Nerd Angus, who you can find on Twitter at Nerd Angus. Um, this episode is brought to you by the Smithfork First Management Group, as well as whoever Blue Wire decides to put in for all of your business law and apparently divorce coaching needs. Check out the Smithwork Force Management Group at smithworkforce.com. Uh, So we are here to finish up our previews because by the time you listen to this episode, uh, it will be game week. Uh, Week zero happens on Saturday. Uh, And of course, it it kicks off with a Big Ten game. So I think that we should preview the game that is coming up. Uh, Angus, do you have a lot of feelings about Nebraska versus Northwestern and Dublin, Ireland? Uh, I have feelings about them playing in Dublin versus like Scotland. (laughs) I mean, what, what's what's the difference from your point of view? I mean, one's in the EU, one is not. So that's a that's a pretty good pretty good starting point, right? <laughs> yes, of course. the The Big Ten often takes into account Brexit when it schedules games. I mean, they they should have, shouldn't they? Right? <laughs> I, I I guess I like I. I do wonder, like, like if Kevin Warren, as part of like the expansion discussions, um, we'll we'll talk about expansion in a second. Um, as like part of the expansion discussions, was like, uh, you know, guys, we do we know if we have access to the European market via Rutgers 
And someone was like, no, we don't. What are you talking about? And Kevin Moore's like, no, 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 no. Thinking ahead, thinking ahead. Oxford University is the most Big Ten university I can think of. Uh, tell me I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty Big Ten. They don't really do sports, right? Uh, they uh, invented collegiate sports. Oh, wow. They, I got that totally wrong. Uh, the, like they, their, their uh, rowing event against Cambridge um, is widely considered the origin of uh, collegiate sports as such. Right. Like, like, yeah. Like back in like Greece, when you combined gymnasiums with like schools, I guess that uh-huh. could have been it. Like, I don't know if like the Platonic school and the Aristotelian school were like talking shit about um, an axe back in uh-huh. the day. But I yeah. do believe that the origins of what we would consider uh, collegiate sports happened Oxford, Cambridge. Um, but I well, think we fun. should. Yeah, I think we should. I think we should get those two, right? Like, yeah. so that they're like, so that we can we can chat shit to uh, the Ivy League about being the smartest. Uh, yeah, why conference. not? Yeah, why it. not? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I guess we would we would probably want to get London School of Economics just from like a from a London market thing. Yeah, I mean, why not? I that's, a, that's 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 good for that's good for us, I guess, right? I mean, it's two easy wins. Like, I, I don't think one school of economics is going to is going to come to, you know, come to the, the state of Michigan and win games. So, but it also helps. Oh, you, like, you wait. Well, no, they might. They might. <laughs> like, yeah, imagine, imagine the meltdown that like that would happen if a British school came over playing football, American football, and uh, beat a Big Ten school that's not named Rutgers. Because if it's Rutgers, we'd all be like, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that would be pretty dope. I'm not, I wouldn't stop that. <laughs> no notes. We would enjoy it. Um, we would enjoy it. That would be great. It would be great. Um, but, uh, oh, I should probably mention, we'll talk about this on Wednesday, but haha, suck it, Chelsea. It's called soccer. Leeds United three, Chelsea zero. It's called soccer. Suck it. Um, so because it's Big Ten preview uh, weekend, um we we are going to do this in a, in a way that makes sense, which is to say that we are going to preview the two teams that we know the most about. Uh, for the yeah, I don't know anything time. about the other teams. They all suck to me, except for Ohio State. Uh, marginally true, marginally true. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna run through sort of everybody else in the the front half, and we'll get to we'll get to the things we know a lot about in the back half. Um, as a as a preliminary note, Kevin Warren, uh, there were reports this week that um, more expansion is coming. So I don't think that the Big Ten has given up the dream of Notre Dame. Um, and Let's so, do it. So, like, I, I think that probably Stanford. Um, yes, Reigns. Yeah, I think Stanford is probably still on the menu. So if you could do Stanford, um, Stanford, Oregon, Washington, and Notre Dame, I think that that would be, like, a pretty successful thing from both a footballing and also a money perspective. Is that what we're calling it successful? Yeah, I, I, th- I think, I think we, so. I think that's successful, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm looking at it like Civ, right? Right, like or like Risk. You know, like like you have uh-huh. to get the right territories in order to win the game. And look, yeah. once once we decided not to go after Texas and Oklahoma in the in the aftermath of Nebraska, it was very clear that there were only two sort of options. One was we could go further east and south to Virginia and the Carolinas, or we uh-huh. could go west. And I think going west was the right decision, especially since it shores up um, Siam in the risk analogy, which is Notre Dame. Like Notre Dame is the thing that that breaks apart the, the Midwest in this large game of turn-based um, war, I guess. Yeah. 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 Anyways. But like, let's say, let's say they don't get Notre Dame and they get just like Stanford and not Oregon. I mean, you'd have to bring two, so it would be Stanford and Cal. And the reason you would bring Cal is because the regents of the University of California system are pissed right yeah. now. <laughs> like, they are pissed. At but would that, would that still be successful, though, if they only get Stanford and Cal? I don't think so. I, if, if the only two moves left are Stanford and Cal, like, it, all it does is it shores up the Big Ten as uh, the, the conference that gives a whole hell of a lot of a shit about academics yeah. but we already uh-huh. knew that like northwestern never got kicked out right 
So like, it's clear that we care more about academics than the other, the, the, the serious contender to the throne here. Uh, so, so, so going to get like, the only reason to go get Stanford in my mind is that it says to Notre Dame, you have like six traditional rivals and five of them are in the big 10 and we're not going to let them play you. Right. Like that, that's, that's what I would do. If I I were Kevin Warren, I would say, look, we have USC, we have Michigan, we have Michigan state, we have Purdue and we have Stanford. And the only other school you care about playing is Navy. Join big 10 or you don't get to play any of your traditional rivals. Suck it. What do you want? I, I, I still think that this is like a Lucy in the football type thing. Obviously forever. I, I, so many times in history where Notre Dame is like almost, almost joined and then they just don't. <laughs> well, I, I think the thing is, and, and it's, it's a weird thing because like, it's, in the it's other always con- been in their best interest to join too, right? Like, <laughs> well, no, the, the, the reason why it wasn't in their best interest is because if they had joined the big 10 prior to now, they wouldn't have been able to play USC or Stanford or Navy because right. they would have been playing Illinois or Penn State. Um, well, though Penn State would have been fine or Rutgers or Maryland or whatever. Um, but now like there's so much money. There's so much money. Michigan, uh, the, the big 10, the big 10 just got $350 million a year for three thirty on CBS. That game, yeah. one game a week is $350 yeah. million and Notre Dame gets 75 million total. Yeah. It's silly. Or, or it gets 35 million total from NBC. So it's, it's not even close, right? Yeah. Like, like right now, I think that the, the problem that Notre Dame is going to have is that Notre Dame uh, is part of the ACC functionally and um, ESPN functionally owns the ACC and ESPN and the Big Ten are not happy with each other at the moment. Yeah, like the thing is though, they're Notre Dame and like- Yeah, they'll do it. They'll they find some like weird way to get out of the, to get out of the- the contract they'll go they'll go like back to like you know the 13th century some papal bull says that catholic schools can uh, avoid acc grant rights contracts because it's in latin and nobody in bristol can read latin (laughs) (laughs) i I mean that's what they said what who who are we to to question the catholic faith that says that in, in the event that you are able to join the Big Ten, you can leave the ACC. Who are we, two Jewish guys, to question the Catholic faith? <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm, I, I have no idea how uh, Catholicism works on a general basis. Um, I just know it involves calisthenics, and I don't do calisthenics. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. I, 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 I do know that um, it's apparently okay to use a culture as a mascot if they are Irish. Um, because yeah. again, it's a because super only weird the thing. Irish are Catholic. <laughs> I mean, isn't it a super weird thing that we have like the Fighting Irish? Like, imagine if we had like a school that was called like I don't know the Fighting Germans. Like, how uncomfortable would all of us be? <laughs> that would be incredibly uncomfortable. What about like the Fighting Italians? Right. Like, I mean, that's <laughs> Rutgers, isn't it? I mean, mm, we're not it, going there. <laughs> I mean, look, Greg Schiano, they had, they had, what, what was their, uh, remember they had the most like Italian kicker name of all time? What was his name? Um, I, I don't know. I, like, I think I know who you're talking about, but yeah, I don't remember that it was, at all. It was an awesome name. Um, I don't remember, but it was great. Um, but yeah, so I, I think in terms of like a successful, successful uh, consolidation of schools, I, I would want Stanford, Oregon, Washington. Um, Oregon and Washington aren't great schools, but they do, they do represent the last two relevant, um, football programs that are up for grabs. I mean, I guess Clemson, but Clemson's going to join the SEC. Yeah. Florida state and Miami. Like that's, that's obvious. Right. Like that's obvious that, that like, there's no way the SEC is going to let Florida and South Carolina leave. So that seems pretty obvious to me. Um, yeah. and and the Carolinas are only good for basketball, which while I care, I do, I, I do care about basketball and I do want the Big Ten to be good at basketball. Um, I'm not taking Kansas and I'm not taking North Carolina um, because why? Like why? We don't want we, them. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So I, I think if like, if we're going to talk about expansion, like those three plus Notre Dame is probably my best case scenario for the 20, the 20 team uh, 
the 20 team conference that is just five pods or four pod, pods of five. Um, and it's, you know, that works for me. And then, you know, also that, that brings up the possibility that Michigan state is not in the Michigan Ohio state pod, which would be great. Um, because uh, you'd have the three Eastern schools plus Michigan, Ohio state. Um, this goes uh, back to when, when God, I mean, this just this just goes back to when they split the the Big Ten into the East and West, and every Michigan State fan was like, "Put us in the West. Don't split the Indiana schools. Split the Michigan schools. Let it be Michigan State and Wisconsin versus Michigan and Ohio State. That is the thing that makes the most sense." And instead, what they did was they ensured that the Big Ten East was always the one who won the Big Ten. Like, not that well, they they tried State they tried to the split that up before, right? with leaders and legends and it actually did sort of make sense. <laughs> like if you look uh, back on it, like it did sort of make sense. Look, geographically is always better, but if you're going to do it geographically, like you, you had to split one state and they decided to split Indiana, not Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. I, right. <laughs> it's just so like, like Michigan and Ohio state would never want to be in different divisions. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mich- Michigan and Ohio State were never going to want to be in different divisions. Yeah. And Michigan State wants no part of that division. Like, respectfully, Michigan State, as long as they get their crossover game with Michigan, don't care about not playing Ohio State. Super yeah. fine with it. Like, I would, I would so much rather, as a Michigan State fan, I would so much rather play Wisconsin every year than Ohio State. Yeah. Like, like I would yeah. be, I, I would be vaguely upset at losing the Penn State game just because it's the world's worst trophy. But aside from that, like, <laughs> like I, 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 I have much more of a affinity for playing, say, Illinois or uh, Iowa than I do for playing Maryland or Rutgers. Like, that's, I, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, Maryland, yeah. Rutgers, they both suck. Although so, apparently, and I guess it's like this is getting into the. <laughs> Uh, the preview part of this, but like Maryland might have good wide receivers this year. And they might have a good quarterback. Yeah. So I guess we'll, we, we can talk, we'll talk about Maryland um, for a second here. Um, so Maryland's bad in October and November. It's important to realize they're bad the in October and November, but, but they are really good in September. Um, and unfortunately for you and very fortunately for me, Maryland plays Michigan and Michigan state back to back. Uh Um, you are on the September side of the divide. I am on the October side of the divide. Eh, I'm not scared. (laughs) I mean, shouldn't be scared. Uh, Although I do appreciate Maryland's scheduling tactics. So they're playing SMU. Um, After beating Texas twice, they've decided that they're just going to do a tour of the state of Texas and beat those teams in September, which is very Uh funny to me. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, Maryland, you can, you can make a good argument that Maryland has the second best group of wide receivers in the Big Ten. Um, dear listener, whenever we say the best group of X in the Big Ten, number one, and we say the second best, number one is Ohio State. And you're going to say, but what about this position? And it's Ohio State, I promise you. Wide receivers, Ohio State. Running back, Ohio State. Quarterback, Ohio State. Defensive backs, Ohio State. It's, it's always Ohio State. So yeah. just just... When, so 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 the best that I can say about any other school is the second best group of X. So like Michigan might have the second best group of running backs. I don't know. Yeah. It depends on how good Donovan Edwards is. Like he he looked good, but you know, as a third stringer and didn't get that much. Yeah. Well, he just didn't play that much. And, he was a right. he was a rookie. Right. And and so it's like Michigan might have the second best, or Michigan State, you know, Michigan State has a super deep group. Great, cool. It doesn't matter. None of them are as, as good as Ohio State's. No. But um, yeah, but but Maryland's passing offense might be really good. Um, Talia Tag- Tagovailoa, um, he imploded uh, against good teams, but against mediocre and bad teams, he was actually really good. And so, like, there's no like, there's nothing bad to say about that. Like, it's just like some guys are not good enough to be good against good teams like it, it is what it is um but he was good against bad teams and Demas and and Demas went down um Demas went down early last year um but him and Rakeem Jarrett are good at wide receiver they're good at the game of football so um 
so yeah, I, th- I think that Maryland might have a good team, but they play their fourth game is at Michigan on September 24th. And then they turn around and take and get Michigan state at home on October 1st. Um, yeah. Which is, you know, going to be like their stadium, stadium a lot. Uh, their stadium is fun <laughs> in college park. Um, yeah. So, so I'll, I'll tell you the, the one time that I was going to go to a Maryland Michigan state game, I was uh, getting ready to go. And the people I was staying with, um, we're in the midst. I like, we were about to go like, I was like, okay. Like I had had my like pregame beer. We were about to get on the, the train from DC to, uh, to college park. And, um, then the guy I was staying with, uh, started breaking up with his girlfriend, my buddy's living room while he and his girlfriend broke up with each other. Um, they later got back together. It was bad, it was man. Fun. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah. He ruined a good time. <laughs> that's not great um but yeah so maryland maryland is is a team we'll see um we should we we're, we're gonna go geographically here um and uh geographically here we 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 go then up to rutgers um rutgers are coached by greg Schiano. greg Schiano is generally considered to be a bad person um you can awful, take that awful person you like. the worst um yeah um i i, I mean i don't i don't think they're gonna be good because they're generally not very good is that they're going to try hard. They, they are going to try hard. Um, and, but they lost the guy who like you were terrified, like Rutgers occasionally will have a guy you're terrified of. Um, but they don't have that guy anymore. Pacheco. Pacheco, Yeah. Oh, nice. Like Pacheco, um, who you should draft in your fantasy football drafts, not you, Angus, but the rest of you. Um, but, uh, he is, he's gone. And he was like a, a guy who you were scared of. And it's very rare that you like, and Rutgers usually has a guy um, like they had that, they had a, uh, uh, the wide receiver, Bo Melton, who was a huge pain in the ass for a while. Um, obviously Ray Rice was there, uh, you know, at various times they, they have that. I, I, I don't know who that guy is this year. Maybe Aaron Young, um, who's a, who's a backup running back last year. Um, but I, I just, I'm not, I'm not concerned. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm like always a little bit concerned now with Shiano being there because yeah. he'll come in with some sort of plan that will work for a half. And depending on like how your team adjusts to that, you may or may not lose. <laughs> like we adjusted so, last year and, but like it was, it was scary for a half. So, um, so. So the, the like, right, exactly. Like, so Rutgers, uh, Rutgers was right with Michigan. Michigan ended up winning 20 to 13. Michigan state sort of ran away from them in the first half, but then Shiano adjusted and it was a sort of nothing happened in the second half, but, um, that was actually a fun game. Uh, listeners, if you want to go back and watch the first half of that game, um, Rutgers really focused on Jaden Reed and Kenneth Walker, the third, and both of them had pedestrian first halves. And Jalen Naylor had 175 yards and three touchdowns in the first half. Um, it was very funny to watch because it was like, you know, coaches like will often say like, oh, the way that we are going to beat this team is we're going to make them play left-handed, right? Like we're going to make them do something they don't want to do. And their plan yeah. for Michigan State was their number two wide receiver is going to beat us. Their number two wide receiver was Jalen Naylor and he absolutely beat the crap out of them. Um, but yeah. for Michigan, it was, we are going to make Cade McNamara throw the ball, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and yeah, that's what that, I said. And, and that wasn't great. Um, uh, it wasn't great until it stopped working. <laughs> he right, started no, hitting no. his passes. That's what right. happened. Right, and, and Cade <laughs> McNamara can win you games against the Rutgers. Um, but, you know, we'll get, to, we'll get to Michigan in a second. So yeah. Rutgers, again, they'll be annoying. They'll They'll somebody will do something they'll probably win a game they shouldn't um as as i'm looking at it uh i'm 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 looking at rutgers gets penn state at home on november 19th um i i I could i i if if something bad happens to penn state i could see that being a a weird game Um, yeah because uh because our good friend james franklin doesn't necessarily have the know-how to adjust (laughs) Right. So like, especially, especially at home, especially senior night, especially James Franklin isn't the greatest in-game coach. I, I could see something weird happening there, but um, yeah. more or less, I would expect them to win their non-con, which is Boston College, Wagner and Temple. And then can you find three wins against 
say Nebraska, Indiana, and Maryland. Yeah, probably. Maybe get to six probably. wins. I'd say four or five is my expectation. Four and a half, and I'd probably take the over. I would take the over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll take the over. All right. So, going geographically, we are now in Happy Valley, and all you need to Yay. know about Happy Valley is. If Sean Clifford is healthy, this is a top 10 team. If Sean Clifford is not healthy, this is a bottom 30 team. And that's I have a question. Him. Yes. I have a question. How is, how is Penn State's offensive line this year? Uh, well, it's not good. It's so not then, good. Is Sean Clifford going to be healthy all year? He's probably not. They did have, they did uh, bring in <laughs> the number one quarterback recruit in the country, uh, Drew Alar. Al- Al- um, but uh, it doesn't matter because he's a true freshman and, um, you know. So whatever. true freshman quarterbacks usually suck. And <laughs> if you don't have a good offensive line, then even if you get to the true freshman quarterback, that true freshman quarterback is not going to stay healthy either. Right. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a question. Um, their defensive coordinator uh, left, Brent Pry, who is such a – he was a really, really good defensive coordinator. I really yeah, he was him. good. He, um, he was a great recruiter too. Uh, he, he went to Virginia Tech, as we mentioned. Um, their defensive coordinator now is Manny Diaz, uh, who you might remember from such schools as Miami. Um, <laughs> you know. I didn't so, know that's where he ended up. <laughs> yep, defense coordinator at Penn State. Um, so if you remember, it's, it's a funny thing. Last year, uh, Penn State was 5-0 and going to Kinnick and was ranked like number three in the nation or something. Um, Clifford gets hurt. They lose that game at Kinnick. They lose the dumbest game of all time, a nine overtime game in which they scored 18 points in a loss and then proceeded to go seven and five. Um, you know, losses by, by three to Michigan state, four to to Michigan, nine to Ohio state. Like this, this team was a lot better than seven and five last year, but it's also, it all happened because of Sean Clifford's health. So the way that you can look at, Penn State is, is Sean Clifford healthy? If so, terrifying. If not, not so terrifying. They ended the season, uh, of course, with the Land Grant Trophy, which is the world's best trophy. Um, they go to Michigan after a bye. Keep that in mind. Does James Franklin with two weeks scare you? Because it should scare Penn State fans. Oh, man. That guy overthinking something. Yeah. Hilarious. Hilarious. Um <laughs> Do we call the timeout? I don't know. Let's use the entire play clock. <laughs> he's great. I love him. Um, also, uh, they have Joey Porter Jr., who's good at cornerback. Just something to keep in mind. Uh, they also have like 17 different five-star running backs who they don't know how to utilize, um, which has been like a theme for like four years now from Penn State. Um, which Basically is- since, um, since Barkley left. Since Barkley left, they have had a string of really, really talented running backs who they cannot utilize correctly. Like it's so had, funny. They had a uh, they, they they finished like something like 80th in in rushing last year, or 118th or something, something ridiculous in rushing with you know a good running back, and they return two out of their five offensive linemen. Um, they're not going to be very good up front, which is sort of a problem. Um, so then, uh, from a geographic perspective, that leads us to Ohio State. Um, let's see. Uh, Ohio State lost from two from last year. They lost their two best wide receivers, two top wide receivers, and they're going to restock them with Jackson Smith and Jigba, who set the Rose Bowl who was record on the team last year and was, was the, uh, amazing. Uh, yeah, sixteen hundred yards, nine touchdowns, and. Oh, I don't know. Marvin Harrison Jr. Also amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's how that works. Their running back is back, Travion Henderson. He had 1,200 yards last year. He's really good. I haven't mentioned their quarterback, who's probably the Heisman favorite, um, because I don't think Bryce Young is going to go back to back. Um, You know, uh, uh, their defensive line is, yeah, their defensive line is really good because it always is. Zach Harrison is as good as the other ones you think of when you think of Ohio State in the last five, 10 years. He's a Bosa slash Chase Young slash whoever. Um, and awesome. they're really good. Yeah. They have a linebacker named Steel Chambers, which is a great name for a linebacker. Oh, nice. Um, 
Yeah. I, I like, I, I don't know what there is to say about Ohio state. Um, they're really good. Is that fair? I, I think that's fair. Yeah. They're, they're really good. I mean, they're probably worse than, than they were last year, but like, they're still terrifying and really good. I think like, I think the one thing to like to keep in mind this year is that Ryan day is not urban Meyer. So I like, I, we talked about it before, like after the after the Michigan Ohio State game last year, but he just like does not have that insanity gene that Urban Meyer has. So expecting to like always lose to Ohio State is like we know that like we know that they can be beat this year, or it we know that they can be beat going forward. They're still horrifying, <laughs> and also they they went out and got the best available defensive coordinator in the country. Um, in Jim Knowles, who took o- Oklahoma State's defense and made them good. Um, so, like, awesome. and and their offensive coordinator is Kevin Wilson, who you right remember from turning Indiana into a good offensive team. Um, uh, he's been there forever. He's been there for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, he's been there since since Urban. So the the point is, is that like. You look at this team and, and you, you can say to yourself, yeah, like, oh, they lost this, oh, they lost that. They're the best team in the Big Ten, and betting on them to do anything but go undefeated is a tough ask. Also, this year they go to – they get most of their tough games at home. They get Iowa, Michigan, and Wisconsin and Notre Dame all at home. They have to go to Michigan State and Penn State, but they have two difficult road games, and that's assuming that Michigan State is as good as they can be which I don't know if that's a safe assumption, um, but we'll see. Um, so okay. yeah, uh, I, I would say Ohio state to win the big 10 is a fair bet. Um, but you know what else is a fair bet? I really hope that that was like a casino, right? Like, wouldn't that be great <laughs> if they put in the casino there? That would have been that, that, that's fun. Um, all right. Do you want to talk about the Wolverines or the Spartans first? I'll leave that up to you, my our fearless leader, because you're probably going to, well, Let's you always want to go second. So, yeah, we can do Michigan first. And, and also, we were going east to west, and Michigan and Ann Arbor is east of East Lansing. It sure is. Okay, so Michigan um, doesn't know who their quarterback is. I mean, Jim Harbaugh says they don't know who uh, their quarterback is. Uh, that's, like, that's actually There's, more like a, a newspaper narrative than anything yeah, else. I, I, I think I, if it's... Like, the program... They know it's Kate McNamara, but like every Harbaugh's weird thing is that every every position is always a competition. So they have a competition at quarterback, but there's it's not really a competition. It's, it's going to be Cade uh, until maybe halfway through the season when JJ finally catches up. But who knows? Well, I mean, Michigan, like has, the, Michigan the, has one tough game in the first six. Yeah, so well, it like, would make sense to to get. And they they probably will get JJ more snaps than than last year in the first half, but I don't know. I don't really see it going much different than it did last year. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. But I mean, you look at the first, like Michigan's, Michigan's non-con this year is paper, like Charmin soft. Yes. Um, so JJ McCarthy should be getting about 40% of the snaps anyways, because backups should be getting about 40% of the snaps, like just in right. general. Right. Um, you know, Colorado state, Hawaii, Connecticut, Maryland, to open your season is without leaving the state of Michigan is about as nice as you get. Um, yeah. So, so I, I think, I think it's Cade. I think that it's Cade until Cade has a problem. And I don't see Cade having a problem because Cade is not a gunslinger. He's not like, that's not his game. He's, he takes care no. of the ball. He doesn't really make, I can think of one really bad mistake that Cade McNamara made last year. And it was the interception against Michigan state. And he yeah. was pressing and there was two minutes left. Like, what do you want? Yeah. Like he had to yeah. make a play. It was a mistake, whatever. Yeah. Um, but you look at this team and here's, here's the thing that I want to point out about Michigan. Not that I think Michigan's going to do poorly this year. I think that nine wins is the expectation. Um, Probably, you know, yeah. I mean, I, it, when I say expectation, I mean floor, right? Yeah. Like I, I think that six and three in the big 10 um, with, I would say four toss up games. Um you know, we, I, the toss up games being, we have, oh, we play at Kinnick. So that's, that's a toss up. Yeah. Uh, 
we have Penn State, Michigan State, and Ohio State. Right. So those are all the toss-ups. Right. And, and look, some of those are, are toss-ups in the sense that, like, if I were t- taking a, a mid-game tip in basketball against Nikembe Mutombo, yes, it is a toss-up, but it's likely that he is going to win. And at, at the shoe is likely to be an Ohio State win. And sure. But, you know, <laughs> we, we always, like, we thought that it wouldn't, like, we were going to lose last year. So. Sure. But you never uh, know. And, and, and it's actually one of the few years where Michigan actually comes into the season needing a little bit of time to gel because new coordinators, first time play callers, um, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Sure. And, and so, so I think it's going to take some time for, I and, and like there was like, there was, there was reports that they don't even have a play caller. They have multiple play callers, which I have no idea. God, I hate that like. so much. I can't yeah. believe they're going back to that. I, it's, it's I, dumb. It's dumb. You have a guy it's, like, like democracy, yeah. democracy is meant to be a slow deliberative process. Um, that's not what you want on the sideline. I just, yeah. Like <laughs> I, I understand like having, like having other guys provide input, like getting on the headset and saying like, Hey, Shrone, I, I think that this should be a run play. Let me make a suggestion. And Shrone's like, okay, yeah, let's do that. But like, like and the, the, the quarterback coach saying, Hey, uh, Sharon Moore, um, I've noticed that the backside defensive tackle is, is caving in really hard. So if we're going to run these counters to the front side, we need yeah. to keep the guard back and we need to run, you know, CT and keep the guard back. Fine. Cool. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but having different people call different plays at different points in the game, you lose, like you lose cadence. And that's so important for an offensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's what that, it's what got them in trouble a couple of years ago where they were literally like the slowest team in the country. Yeah. Consistently. Yeah. And that happened for multiple years <laughs> until, and, until Harbaugh was like, I'm finally going to get myself an offensive coordinator. I'm going to let him call the plays. And it started to work, but now it's like, Oh, well, now we're back to this collaboration thing. And offensively, so, offensively, Michigan should be good. I mean, they return most of the offensive line and where they don't mm-hmm. return things on the offensive line, they brought in a all American caliber center yep. um, whose name I'm not even going to attempt. Um, Alu, Alu with Tom, me, I think. You feel confident in that one? Nope. <laughs> uh, so, and, and, you know, Ryan Hayes has, has played well at left tackle uh, for the last couple of mm-hmm. years. Um, I, yeah. I'm, I'm still not over that recruiting loss by Michigan state. That's a D'Antonio fuck up but whatever um because and he's like, quite good yeah and anytime a, a a guy from traverse city who went to the same high school as the bullas goes to anywhere but michigan like that's a swing and a miss on michigan state's part um good job antonio <laughs> it's, it's 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 actually the same thing with uh ben van sumeren like it was the same thing and people were super pissed about it uh, and ultimately obviously that didn't work. I mean, it hasn't worked out quite as well for us, but yeah. Well, Ben Van Sumer in place for Michigan State now. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. He transferred? Huh. He transferred, yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, but but Michigan, I'm, I'm actually much more interested to see what Michigan's defense looks like because I don't think they're going to be good. And the reason why I say that is twofold. One, I, I we, we had this discussion in the group chat, or maybe it was just the chat with me, you, and some about mm-hmm. if you're going to build a defense, there are worse ways to build your defense than around an elite defensive tackle. And Maisie Smith might be an elite defensive tackle. Might. He but might be. I mean, you look, he, you he look. has the, like, the recruiting history. He's obviously, like, super strong. Uh, yep. I mean, take, it, take this, like, with a huge grain of salt, but he was <laughs> on, he was, like, number one on Feldman's freak list. I hate, um, I hate that. List I know it's so ridiculous. It's so uh, I mean, it, I think, I think, uh, I think it's a list of players who, whose schools happen to send Feldman videos of their players working out. Yeah. And Michigan was like, here are all of our players. And Feldman's like, Oh my God, and, look and, at Nazi Smith. But yeah. And, 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 and he's, he's done it a couple of years in a row, right? Like last year, Adrian uh, Hutchinson was it, on it. it. Um, yeah, Hutchinson was on it the year before. A couple it, uh, years, Peppers or Gary. Quiddy Pie was on it. Yeah. Pie was on it. And look, these are yeah. good players. I'm not saying they're not good players. It's just very, very interesting that it's that it's always a Michigan player. Like, I, whatever. But Maisie Smith is good. I think he's good. I don't know that Chris Jenkins Jr. is good. 
I, I don't think Mike Morris is good. And I don't even know who the hell the other defensive end is. Um, do I mean, they know? don't either. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I don't, I don't know who the other, is it the German skier? Like, probably not. Um, I, I honestly, like, I'm not, I can't remember who it's going to be, but it's like, I, I, I guess like it could be Upshaw from a yeah. age perspective. It could be the, uh, I, I, I don't know pronounce his name the, the transfer came in from alabama slash houston oh, slash not be him. he's not gonna play um i i think that 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 the linebackers are good i think colson's good uh i think that um that that barrett is okay but like he's fine you look at it otherwise i don't think the corners are good and i don't think the corners were good last year um wait what and safety dj Turner is good he's so so the corners are actually going to be pretty good. So DJ Turner is is good, and he was good last year. Uh, um, Jamon Green is is fine, and then they have Will Johnson, who like you don't want to rely on a on a true freshman at corner. No, but he's going to play nickel. So, but if I, but, I, you could like if you could do worse, right? Sure, but my thing is is that if, if the, those corners were good with two safeties last year, who were I think great. I think the safeties last year were great. Yeah, yeah. The safeties this year are not. Well, they're just young. I mean, and they but they got a lot of good playing time last year. Sherrod Moore is good. Um, And who's what's the name of the other one? Moten or Moore? Yeah, RJ Moten is also pretty good. So I mean, look, I'm not saying they're going to be bad. I'm just saying that, like, I think that DJ if DJ Turner takes a step forward and is a true number one, and Green holds up against other teams number twos then sure fine but i don't think green is very good and i know that he played fine last year i don't think he's very good he's he's okay and so then and you don't have dax hill you don't have dax hill back there making things okay um so i i think i think michigan honestly i I think i think michigan is a nine and three ten and two team this year um yeah because i think that they were a nine and three ten and two team last year like I, i i think that they they overperformed last year. I think they'll regress to the mean here. Um, so I, I I'm actually like a little bit concerned because uh, so Junior Colson is hurt. Oh, is um, he? Yeah, so he's not That's getting a problem. it. No, it is a problem because he's middle <laughs> linebacker and yeah, he's taking over for Josh Ross and like he really needed that time in fall camp. They're saying he's gonna he's probably gonna be ready for the first game, but that's 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 kind of concerning. Well, I, I'm not too concerned about it because Michigan doesn't play a serious game in September. Um, yeah, that's true. So, like, he can get up to speed. But, but I mean, it's, it's something to note. Um, that brings us to, to – so, I, I think, like, my, my, my prediction for Michigan is 9-3, 10-2. Call it 9.5. I'll take the under. You can take the over. I'll take the over, yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that they'll probably I, – I think that they'll probably go 1-3 and three in their difficult games and they'll go 8-0 in their non-difficult games. I don't I – don't, Michigan under Harbaugh has done a remarkable job of not getting upset, um, which is like yeah. – it's, it's not it's – not actually – I'm not being, like, mocking. Like, it's really hard not to get upset. Um, I, yeah, it's the Jim Leland when your game's at home and split on the road. Yeah, right. Like, it, it – yeah. it, it, it says a lot about Harbaugh as a coach, actually, um, that he can get yeah. his players up for those games. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it, it was, you know, it says something. So that brings us to to Mel Tucker's Michigan State. Um, I don't know how much you have been paying attention to Michigan State. I, I mean, it's really hard because the players change over every year. <laughs> that's not, that's good. Um, well, good news for you. Uh, the quarterback is back and the wide receiver is back. Um, the running yeah. back is not back, but the quarterback and the wide receiver are back. Um, and so, so this offense, it'll be interesting because um, do you remember Illinois really good tight end for the last couple of years? Is he a big white guy? Nope. He was the like number nine black guy fast. From Iowa? From Illinois. Oh, from Illinois. Oh, it's the other eye. No, I don't remember him at all. <laughs> okay, so he he set the last year he set the Illinois receiving touchdown record, and um, this year he plays for Michigan State. Um, oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so Michigan State's offense, I think, is going to be a little different. They do bring in uh, the 2020 Pac-12 Player of the Year at running back. They do bring in the heir apparent 
um, to Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin, who got kicked off the team for reasons that nobody knows. Um, so that could be good or bad, right? So, so the, the good news is, is that um, he got kicked off the team, but the person who was involved in kicking him off the team, who is the director of personal uh, of player personnel at Wisconsin currently is at Michigan state. So they know what it was, right? Like they, they know what it was and they've made a decision that it's okay. Um, so between Berger and Broussard, I don't know if you can get 85% of Kenneth Walker. Great. Um, you know, that, that's like, that's pretty, uh, it's pretty optimistic to, to ask for 85% of Kenneth Walker. I mean, between the two of them. I'm asking between the sure. two of them. I would say to ask for like about 60 to 75% of Kenneth Walker. You're, sure. you're asking your two running backs to, to match or get close to matching the best of all time. <laughs> um, I do want to point out, I, I, I said it at the time um, on this podcast, but do you remember early in the season when I said Kenneth Walker is the best running back I've seen at Michigan State ever? And people are like, well, what about Le'Veon Bell? I was like, no, 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 he's, he's better. He's faster and, and good. And then it turned out that he was, in fact, the best running back that I've ever seen at Michigan State because I wasn't alive to watch Lorenzo White. Um, but so, so this year, I think that the, the attack is going to be a little more pass happy. Um, Jaden Reed came back, Peyton Thorne turned out to be a good quarterback. Can, can we say good? Maybe, maybe. I think he's he good. Good against bad teams. And then like yeah. fine against, so that's good. Yeah. I mean, I, I think good, like, like, uh, you know, would you, would you take him or Cade? So for who? right? For Michigan State or for Michigan? Because they're different teams with different strengths. Um, you need you need Peyton Thorne on Michigan State because Peyton Thorne will push the ball downfield with yeah. questionable decision-making because he knows that Jaden Reed is down there and it'll be fine. Whereas McNamara doesn't really do that. Um, Although he arguably should right. this year. I would, I would say McNamara probably should. Um, but Thorne last year was super willing to just be like, Jane Reed and or Jalen Naylor's out there somewhere. So screw it to put it up. Um, and it usually Matthew worked. Stafford to Calvin Johnson. Yep. You got it, man. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but like, think, think about like a couple of those throws against, I mean, just specifically the Michigan game where Thorne was like, ah, I don't know, Jaden, can you go do something? And the answer was yes. Yes, I can. Um, specifically, I'm thinking of that fourth down play, which was a delightful throw. Um, but on defense, actually, I think I think Michigan State, after having a year where they were not Michigan State on defense, um, they 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 suffocated the run, which is what Michigan State has done for like a decade and a half at this point. Yeah. Um, like you can't you you people haven't been able to run on Michigan State since like 2006. Um, but last year's pass defense was the worst since John L. Smith. I think I think that's easy to say. Um. So the, but what did they do? They went out and they brought in a Georgia corner, not like from high school, like a guy who played on Georgia's defense last year. Um, granted, Hooray. granted he did get beat out by Kaylee Ringo, but also granted Kaylee Ringo is the best corner in the country. So Amir Speed um, comes in to play corner. Um, a fun thing about Michigan State's cornerbacks, they're three, they're nickel and they're two corners. Um, they started their careers at Alabama, Georgia, and Florida. So if you're wondering if Mel Tecker has an opinion about cornerbacks, it is that. I'm interested to see, so this is the third year of the, like, we're going to replace our most of our team with transfers strategy. First year of COVID, so that doesn't really count. Last year, okay, it worked. I'm interested to see if it, still, if it keeps working this year. Well, I think the thing is, is that the transfers who came in um, they were in areas that D'Antonio traditionally needed to find uh, diamonds in the rough, right? Mm-hmm. D'Antonio recruited two elite running backs in his time by, by, by recruiting stars, which would be uh, Edwin Baker, who panned out, and LJ Scott, who did not. The best running backs of the D'Antonio era were a two-star running back from Ohio named Le'Veon Bell and a uh, safety named Jeremy Langford. Like, mm-hmm. neither, like, and, and the other place where he needed to find diamonds in the rock, but he did consistently was corner. Like Darquez Denard was a two-star with no offers. Trey Waynes 
was yeah. a two-star with no offers. Uh, Josiah Scott was not well-recruited. So the, the places where most of the transfers have come in are at running back and defensive back. Um, but the safeties who are, are Xavier Henderson for the fifth year in a row and Angelo Gross for the fourth year in a row. Um, the linebackers, like you still have Cal Halliday, who's a, who's a D'Antonio guy. And then they brought in the, the Mountain West defensive player of the year last year and Jacoby Whitman, which great. Um, awesome. Defensive tackles are both D'Antonio guys. Um, Slade, who might be the best defensive tackle in the conference. Um, we'll see. He played really well last year. And Simeon Barrow, who all you need to know about him is he's a defensive lineman with a single digit number. Um, which is terrifying. Traditionally. Traditionally, if you see a, a defensive lineman with a single digit number, it's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then that they went out. Him. Yeah. They went out and get a, a Florida defensive end who was a top 75 recruit. So great. Um, so anyways, I think with Michigan state, um, they go to Washington and, and traditionally big 10 teams fail when they go out to the back 12. Um did, but Washington, I forget. Did, did Washington play at Michigan last year? Yeah. Okay. That was a that was an awful game to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Miserable. Um. But but so Michigan State goes out to Seattle. Um. I I I don't know that how that's going to go. But I think Michigan State, like last year. So so I'm I'm going to give you uh what I think is a, a very lukewarm take. I think that this year's Michigan State team is more talented than last year's, and I don't think that they're going to win 11 games. Like I, I think that that is a, a, a fairly lukewarm take. I think that last year's, yeah. I think that like, look, last year's Michigan State team was, I, I think Kevin put it in the group chat that he said they were a seven and five team with the country's best running back. Yeah, I don't think that they were seven and five. I think they were an eight and four team with an elite player, um, yeah. like a truly elite player. Uh, and this year, I think that they're better across the board. Um, well, yeah. all right. So let's let's look at the uh, the toss up games. So we have. You have Washington. I, I, um, I, I think, yeah. Okay. That's, uh, that's, that's probably a win at Washington. But, but you can call it a toss up. That's fine. I'm good with that. It's early season. You know, it's yeah. on the road. Like you said, yeah. it's, you're playing in the PAC 12 um, or the remnants of the soon to be PAC 12. Uh, sure. Then you have Ohio state, Wisconsin, Michigan. Um, so actually I think Illinois is a little bit of an interesting case because um, Bo Pelini is there, right? Is that Brett who it is? Brett Bielma. They're the same person. Um, <laughs> that's a tough so game coming off there. the Michigan game. That's a, that's a what? tough game coming off the Michigan game. I agree. Yeah, yeah. And that's in November. So Bielma might have Illinois playing well by that point. So that's And then five. At, at Penn State is six. It's a, it's a, difficult, it's a difficult schedule. Yeah, um, difficult schedule. And I think if you go two and four in those games, which I think is not unlikely, Right. I, th- I think it's it's certainly, you know, if Michigan State yeah. can go two and four, then you're eight and four. Yeah. Um, I, I, I probably am still going to say nine and three. Um, you know, I, I, th- I think that that they I, I, I am going to pick Michigan State to beat Michigan in, until Jim Harbaugh beats Mel Tucker, um, because that's twice now that Harbaugh should have beaten Mel Tucker and didn't. So. I, the first one, I don't think it was a should. Like the COVID team was awful. They were oh, COVID absolute garbage. Awful. Rocky what? Lombardi, Rocky Lombardi dropped three hundred yards on Michigan's defense. That's not acceptable. That was, I think, <laughs> the worst Jim Harbaugh team I've ever seen uh, in Michigan. Probably, probably anywhere. It was probably worse than that. Like first three and nine Stanford team. Potentially, yeah. I mean, I, like the. The best thing to happen to that team was that Cade McNamara got to got to play quarterback, and he got yeah. his like the jitters out of his system that season. In a, in a year that nobody really cared about, um, yeah, that's like, the like best thing I, to happen. I only cared about that 2000 COVID team for two reasons: one, they beat Michigan, which is always fun as a Michigan State fan, but somewhat more importantly, um, Tucker got to teach his system in live games. Because he came in yeah. super late and, and COVID mean, meant he didn't get a spring. So he got to teach his system in season, which I think led to last year being a lot faster uh, in what was truly a year one. Um, so I, I think Michigan State nine and three finishing anywhere from second to fourth in the Big Ten East, because I think right. Michigan, Michigan State and Penn State are uh, toss-ups. You know, 
you know, it's kind of unfortunate. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, so Michigan is technically ranked ranked eighth right now. Michigan State is ranked 15th. Uh, so Michigan State will probably have one loss going into the Michigan-Michigan State game uh, against Ohio State. So yeah. well, maybe it's too. possible they'll have another top 10 matchup. Um, I, I think it's unlikely. I think Michigan State has three losable games before Michigan. I think that they're, they're probably four and two going into that game. Oh, you're counting Wisconsin. I mean, Wisconsin yeah. coming off of Ohio State. Like, that's a really tough stretch. Um, yeah, but they got, they've got a... Um, a bye week. A bye week. Yeah. They got a bye week. Know. And also, they get Wisconsin at home. Wisconsin, I don't think we have... Well, I guess we can talk about Wisconsin now. I don't think they're that good. I don't uh, think that they'll be, like, Wisconsin until they have a changeover in coach. I think Paul Christ is garbage. Uh, I so so we can talk about Wisconsin now because they are technically a neighbor of Michigan. So like east to west still works, uh, even though yeah. Madison is further west than like five different teams that we haven't talked about. But northwestern um, Illinois, North, but northwestern Illinois, and both Indiana schools. Um, Here, but, let's let's do the northwestern preview right now. They're, they're in bad. a northwestern rebuilding year. We're done with northwestern. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> actually, it's probably worth noting that they have the best left tackle in the country. Um, not in the country. That's that's hyperbolic, but. Peter uh, Skronsky is actually really, really good at left tackle. Um, well, congratulations to Peter Skronsky. He may get the Eric Fisher Award of this coming year. So congratulations to him. Godspeed. Try to try to be a first-round pick. Yep. Best of luck to Peter Skronsky. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Purdue. Purdue actually is, is worth uh, mentioning because they have uh, a good quarterback, and Purdue with a good quarterback is terrifying. Um, Aiden O'Connell. Uh, Jeff Brom. He's horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Brom, Brian Brom is their offensive coordinator. Ron English is their defensive coordinator, and Aiden O'Connell is their quarterback. This how team, long has Ron English been there? Uh, I've been there don't for know. a while, right? Is it has he? I don't know. I think so. Um, the point is, is that Purdue is is going to beat a team that they shouldn't. Uh, actually, they don't play anybody they shouldn't. Purdue very easily could go ten and two this year. Easily. They're, they're most difficult. You say easily. They, they, I mean, they play Penn State, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Iowa. Like, it, they don't play a serious schedule. Um, <clears throat> and Aiden O'Connell's good. So, worth noting, Indiana's bad, bad, and it's unfortunate because they, they, were, they were fun for a while. Um, they're yeah. no longer fun. They just suck. Um, How do you feel about Purdue getting the Thursday night football game against Penn State? Uh, yeah, that's going to be, do you remember? I mean, it's going to be dumb. Last year's uh, Minnesota kickoff game. I don't remember who they played, um, but it they played matter. the first, yeah, it was, it was awful. It was fun. I love it. Uh, anyways, so let's talk about Wisconsin. Um, MGO blog, I think, tweeted out a very interesting stat about Wisconsin, which is that they have not been an above average rushing team by friend of the pod, Bill Connolly's um, opportunity or uh, rushing metrics. They have not been an above average rushing team under Paul Christ uh, in years where they didn't have Jonathan Taylor. Huh. Wow. So, so, so it's not that their offensive line is very good. It's that they've been Jonathan Taylor has, has sort of covered for them. Um, also worth noting last year, um, they weren't very good, right? Like they, no, they, they weren't, were, they were, they were fine. They ended up what nine and four. Um, but you know, they could have won the Big Ten West. They lost to Minnesota on the last game. They played three serious teams. They lost to all of them because Iowa was not a serious team, as we saw over and over again whenever they played someone real. Um, you know, I, I don't think Wisconsin is very good, and I think you're right. Paul Chris, I think, is is not a good coach. Um, Camp Randall is still it's, Camp Randall. It's not that he's not a good coach. He's like a like the he's just like a very milk toast coach. Who... And they, they, they replaced their entire back eight um, from last year's very good defense. Huh. Okay. Um, so they're incredibly young. They're incredibly, they're, they're, I, I don't know. I mean, I, do I think Wisconsin's going to miss a bowl game? No. Do I think that they're going to win eight or nine games? Yes, I do. But, you know, they have three, nothing, nothing non-con games. They go to Ohio state where they're going to lose. They have to go to Michigan State. They have to go to Iowa. They have to go to Nebraska. I mean, 
they could lose four games. They could lose three games, four games. Um, I wouldn't bet on anybody else to come out of the West, but yeah. Uh, and then in terms of the other teams in the Big Ten, Illinois, like you said, Brett Bielema might make them interesting. We'll see. Um, Iowa, Iowa was not good last year. They just won a lot of games in a true Iowa fashion. That's here's a here's an interesting question. How funny how funny would it be if uh, if Brett Bielma is really good at Illinois and then Paul Chris has a down year and then they just trade Barry coaches? Alvarez? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just trade coaches. I, I I'd be in for it. Why not? Um, oh, Minnesota uh, is currently undergoing a mutiny. Um, like a very slow burning revolution by the players because they hate uh, PJ Fleck. Um, Why? Because he's apparently he's incredibly two faced, uh, allegedly, and allegedly he cursed out players who um, were no longer starters. Allegedly, I, I'm using allegedly a lot here. Uh, basically, he's just like lied lied to parents, lied to kids over and over again. Uh, like gives this like image that he's like a rah rah fun coach, but he's not. He's like an ass. Um, that doesn't so, surprise me. No. Um, so Minnesota might be good from a talent perspective, but also I wouldn't bet on them because culture issues are a thing. See, yeah. Michigan state 2016. Um, so I want to talk about Nebraska. I want to conclude on Nebraska because a, they're the furthest West and then we can talk about who we think is going to win the big time. Spoiler. Oh, we, do we get to talk about the practice scandal? The, uh, the practice scandal. I'm so happy uh, sure. this is happening to someone else. <laughs> sure. uh, do you want to talk about it? Why, why don't you yeah, tell our yeah. listeners? Go ahead. Yeah. So I, 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 Scott Frost is currently um, under the microscope because he is practicing his players more than he allegedly should. This is funny because obviously Michigan went through the exact same thing with Rich Rodriguez. And it was also BS back then because this is a thing that literally everyone does. But this is also funny because it's Scott Frost, and I think he's taking it kind of personally. So there you go. That's that is the quote unquote scandal that is happening. He is under the microscope, and it's also funny because um, Nebraska should scare fire fire Scott Frost because he's not a good coach, and they're probably not going to take this opportunity to fire him for a cause. Um, all true. They were the best three and nine team in the history of college football last year. Um, they are the I, they they had a positive point differential, going three and nine. Do you understand how hard that is? Do you understand how <laughs> difficult it is to go three yeah. and nine and have a positive point differential? Um, but on the the flip side, they're playing North Dakota this year, so you know he might not last past week two. Um, the, as I said in the Big Twelve preview, I think the funniest possible outcome is that Nebraska is zero and three when they welcome Oklahoma to town. And then beat Oklahoma. That's what I really want. Um, that would be awesome if Scott Frost beats Brett Venables. Yeah, Venables, be super Venables. Um, yeah, but but look, Nebraska. It was funny to watch themselves shoot them, watch them shoot themselves in the dick over and over and over again last year. Um, <laughs> but like they were a good team, right? Like we're actually yeah, analytics they, based on this podcast as much as we talk about vibes and dogs. Like we actually do care about numbers. And they were not a three and nine team. Um, no, they, they I mean, were, they, they made Michigan sweat. Like they made Michigan I thought State we were going to lose sweat. that game. Yeah. I, Michigan and Michigan state both should have lost to Nebraska. Yeah. And those are, those are, are the, what Michigan state ended up what? Like eighth, seventh and Michigan ended up fourth. Mm-hmm. Like you're talking yeah. about two top 10 teams that should have lost to Nebraska. Um, yeah. To say nothing of the fact that they had Oklahoma on the ropes, they had uh, Ohio State, they lost by nine. Like, they, they were a good team that could not win a game. Um, but uh, I think it's, it's probably worth, uh, worth ending on that, just to say um, Ohio State's going to win the East. I, I'm picking Wisconsin to win the West because past is prologue. Do you have any, any issues? No, I don't. I don't think I have any issues with that because I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pick Michigan to beat Ohio State just because that's who I am as a Michigan fan. Um, uh, but it'll be, yep. probably be between the two of us. Probably. Um, probably. Well, I mean, I, I think I think that the Big Ten East is two through four is interchangeable, and any yeah. of them could like any of them could do it. None of them probably will, but two through four is more or less in, interchangeable. Um, 
And and I think that we'll see what happens in the West. I mean, it could very well be like an ACC Coastal. Everybody goes five and four, or four and five. And is Kirk is Ferentz is he on a is he on a contract this year or no? No, he has like a ten year no. contract. All right. Well, then Iowa is probably going to win like six to seven games until he is, you know, back in the contract here. <laughs> Pretty much what you can expect. Uh, on that note, you can uh, find my dear. Uh, Panel co-host here at Nerd Angus. He's with us uh, through the rest of college football season every Sunday to talk Ooh. about what happened. Um, you can find my co-host at Mr. Marjorie Rising 89. Tell him that his elk hunting skills suck. You can find me at Diamonds Esquire uh, or on the main account at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Uh, special thank you to our sponsors, the Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as whoever Blue Air decided to put in. Special thank you to Instagram for um, generally behaving as if we are going to get our Instagram up and running, which we are not uh, yet. We'll see. Um, please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your local Big Ten fan, your local Stanford and or Oregon and or Washington fan, because they might be Big Ten fans soon, too. Um, And dear listener, uh, obviously, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Podcast Network.